few seconds of silence for room tone. That should be good. And let me make sure that I've, wow, that caused a spike. Let me silence my phone just to be safe. Silence! Wow, that blew it out. All right. If you're gonna if you're gonna shout, pull yourself away from the mic. Silence. Um, yeah, there you go. All right, that looks better. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Today, I realized that all of my work pants are just dying because I bought like base level uh, Dickies work pants, and they are fine for about six months or so. And then they, because they're on fire on a regular basis, they just don't last. So I, I placed an order for a $50 pair of fireproof cut resistance welding pants. Mm. And uh, uh, the review that sold me was one that says, uh, uh, decided to play, uh, be a little stupid with a chainsaw. Here's a picture of what they did to my pants, but not my leg. And the, the image, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy these pants right now. <laughs> Just this giant gash that didn't get all the way through the pants. It was kind of great. They, so. they have pants like <clears throat> like uh, motorcycle pants. Because if you get pitched off a motorcycle, you're oh, going yeah. to slide on, mm. on the blacktop for a long time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they have, uh, what's that material that they put in the bulletproof vest? Kevlar. 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 Yeah, they have Kevlar uh, uh, I don't know what it's Kevlar fabric. Yeah. So that you can slide and it won't burn through the pants yeah. or it will be highly resistant. Yeah. That may so, be the same thing. I'm kind of hoping these pants do the same for me, but when I'm on fire usually at work. Yeah. Uh, but we'll also see how they contend with the heat that uh, my booth reaches. That's another problem is yeah. they might be. They won't be too hot. I was thinking of there's Duluth, uh, Duluth Trading, out in Minnesota or something like that, okay. and they make they make pants out of <clears throat> the material that they make fire hoses out of. <laughs> and there, I got a, I got a pair, and they're really right. great um, uh, cargo pants, lots of pockets, and okay. real thick and heavy right. and strong. Right. But they're heavy, and yeah. they're not going to be summer pants. No, well. I can't wear summer clothes in my welding booth anyway. Yeah. So it's it really does become a trade-off of, like, do I want heat stroke or to actually burn myself to death? So Yeah, I can see where the... Yeah. It's a, it's a lose-lose situation. Well, yeah, the, it depends. It might be a win-win. Yeah. The, the upside is I'm basically a walking sauna, and I have uh, noticed that I've lost about five pounds during the summer not doing anything besides just sweating in my yeah. booth. So. Um, and then it comes right back as the uh, the weather cools. So if you can't tell, given this thread of situation, this is a podcast about movies. Uh, Frank reviews. Not I, pants. Uh, not pants. No, because we're not wearing pants. Never mind. We're not wearing pants. I'm going to cut out that previous statement. So there we're we go. We're not wearing Dad's, pants. We're not wearing pants. We're free balling it. Dad's got his fidget spinner. Uh, yeah, yeah read, into, read into that with the previous statement as best yeah. as you can. This is Frank <clears throat> Reviews, a father-son expedition through pop culture, pantsless summer edition. We're, we're going into Memorial Day weekend, so it makes sense. We can bust out our whites again. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I am Harrison the Son. Dad, that's your cue. And I am God the Father. 
okay, we're kicking off with some blaspheme. There we go. Um, so we're continuing our uh, Back to the Future trilogy rewatch. And son of a gun, I forgot to have you watch a video beforehand. Whatever, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Oh, there we go. Dad, where are we recording? We're recording in the Dog Kennel Studios in the suburbs of sunny Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Yep, uh, dogs are on mic. It's a good time. And we watched Back to the Future 2 this week, a movie that last week you said you remembered nothing about. Dad, what were your thoughts on Back to the Future Part 2? Well, you you kept saying that we saw it before. I don't remember well, seeing it. We're going to get to that in a moment. But uh, maybe I, I, I remember do... I remember maybe a couple parts. I yeah. guess maybe I did see it, but <clears throat> um it uh, it was I don't know, it was it was put together better, I think than the first one. Really? Yeah, except okay. Um, they they added a lot of gags and and gimmicks and stuff I guess for more laughs more slapstick stuff and everything. Uh, Biff looks like oh my god he, <clears throat> like his head is going to blow at any <laughs> any given moment. He's always screaming. His blood pressure must be four thousand over five thousand or so, something. So <clears throat> let's just start there. I've started while we're um watching these movies i've started taking notes on talking points so we can talk about these things better but uh let's just start off with biff um this is kind of his movie he is all over this thing he plays old man biff yes uh in 2015 the the distant future year of 2015 yes um he plays middle-aged biff in uh, 1985 Prime in the beginning of the movie. He plays middle-aged rich Biff in 1985A in the middle act of the movie. And then he also plays Biff's <coughs> grandson Griff in 2015. Right. He is all over this movie and he is played by an actor named Thomas F. Wilson. And Thomas F. Wilson is this bizarre renaissance man figure. He is a gifted comedy actor. He is an excellent stand-up comedian. I definitely recommend watching some of his stuff on YouTube. Um, in fact, he starts off most of his stand-up sets with a song that he wrote called The Question Song, and it's all about how people ask him nothing but Back to the Future questions. Actually, yep. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to splice in a little piece of that here. shake my hand but never ask my name and they start asking questions that are always the same hey what's michael j fox like he's nice what's christopher lloyd like kind of quiet what's crispin glover like unusual stop asking me the question uh and uh on top of all of that he's also a wickedly talented painter like, he does these art installations that are these gorgeous, like, heroically lit pieces of pop culture. Um, one of my favorite examples, Google this if you can, uh, to our listeners at home. Um, he, he did the, uh, I, I believe it was the Disneyland 50th Anniversary Art Gallery, in which he did pieces of the history of Disneyland, one of the centerpieces being this massive, like, 10-foot-wide painting of 
the Dumbo Ride vehicle, which is, if you remember it, it's Dumbo, but it's got, like, a door in it with a seat, and then the big armature sticking out of the side right. that connects to the, the big center spindle. And it's this gorgeous painting that you think is just... You'd think it was a photograph, just looking at it, but it's absolutely stunning. And he is one of the most wickedly talented people, and I am so glad he got so much work out of this one movie trilogy project. Uh, although, apparently his favorite to work on was Back to the Future Part 3, because he got to learn a lot of horse riding, lassoing, <laughs> uh, gun gunplay, stuff like that. But him and uh, Leah Thompson, who plays Marty's mom, and also Marty's great-great-grandmother in Back to the Future Part 3... They get a lot of work out of this. They're all over the place in terms of their ages with the prosthetic makeups and stuff. It's absolutely amazing. It's but yeah, like you pointed out, he he he's like he took his tenseness up to 11 in this movie. Yeah, he um, <clears throat> on uh, just screaming. <laughs> he just screams. Just um, just scre- he has no he has no lower gears. It's no. just all- <clears throat> oh, you I, I would also like to point out, you'd like this, he is the one that came up with the term butthead. He improvised that line on the set of the first movie. So that is a Thomas F. Wilson creation. You mean butthead. nobody ever used butthead before? I don't think so. I don't know. Eh, he is at, le- at the very least the one that popularized it. Um, but mean- he also did create a lot of the biffisms like make like a tree and get the hell out of here yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. one of my favorite you once things. you know once you know the character you know that no matter whenever he does one of those things you know he's going to screw it up it's just the, it's, there was a character oh, oh, okay in uh home alone okay um the older brother oh my god i can't remember his name now uh the older brother but but I've, he he says something like uh uh oh well there are th- three points a <laughs> two and d you know he, he just he's always screwing things up like that one of my favorite things in all of entertainment media is just the slightly pretentious buffoon i always love those characters yep okay yeah i always love them biff the older brother and uh, um uh, Home Alone, the whole character of Ron Burgundy in The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Just all of, I just, ah, I could watch these all day. Fantastic. Um, okay, what else do, oh, yeah, okay, so two things that I forgot to bring up on last week's episode. I didn't realize this, but, uh, uh, listeners may know that you are a, uh, a former high school teacher. Apparently your students called you Doc? How come I didn't know about this? Be- like, because, it's... because of my doctorate degree. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, I mean, but... but, like, that's such a Back to the Future thing that people would call another person Doc. Like, hey, Doc, like, I've been, like, why didn't I know about this? Oh. I feel betrayed <clears throat> as a son that I could have been calling you Doc this whole time. Yeah. It wasn't until we went to, like, a pizza restaurant that one of your students worked at. Oh, right, that, right, that, okay. Hey, Doc! I'm yeah, like, okay. Who's Doc? Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd ain't here. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of bugged me. Um, but I did tell you about this. I found a listing on eBay uh, for a customized DeLorean. And the conceit of the thing is uh, uh, they will completely customize 
a DeLorean for you to make it completely screen accurate to Back to the Future 1, 2, or 3, because there are subtle differences in the design in each movie. Um, the catch is you have to provide your own DeLorean. Exactly. So it's not factored into the final price. So if you go on eBay and look this up, there are some gorgeous pictures. They are completely true. They, they are screen accurate. Back to the Future DeLorean Time Machine full conversion services for the low, low price of $52,999. grand, <clears throat> And that's grand. just... That's when you drive up with your own DeLorean. Yes. You have to provide your own DeLorean, which I have searched in the past. A used DeLorean starts at at least twenty grand. Oh, that's uh, not bad. Not, not too bad. The joke on that is a... Delo an American-made DeLorean with all of its original parts starts at about twenty grand, but a DeLorean that has actually been taken care of and uh, um, replaced with really true functioning parts, because as I said last week, so much of the original mm -hmm. American stock DeLorean was just straight garbage. They start at about forty grand, so a Original DeLorean is way less expensive than a DeLorean that will actually get you properly from A to B, which I think is deeply hilarious. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, you catch Biff watching Back... Uh, not Back to the Future. That would be weird and recursive. You catch Biff watching Fistful of Dollars in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. we watched uh, <clears throat> yes. a couple months back. What did you think of the 2015 fashion it was, uh, a lot of it was just plain stupid. <clears throat> I mean, you know, like all kind of weird headgear and yeah. and weird pants and, and stuff. Uh, you know, so supposedly it <clears throat> it is a ride to, to see a, an older movie and then get to that time and even pass it. Um, like 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, like, <clears throat> well... Did that real stuff really happen, or you know, where are our flying cars and yeah, and, and uh, but the and things. Uh, but the fashion was uh, the fashion. Uh, uh, a friend actually pointed out to me it's not so much future fashion as it is just the worst of '80s fashion cranked all the way up to an extreme. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah if you yeah if you bought the worst '80s crap, yeah, that would <laughs> that would work. Yeah, because there's like obviously this movie took place in. Uh, um, well, part of it took place in 2015, the future, uh, when the movie was made in 1989. Um, but I even said during the, the movie, they realized it was kind of a fool's game to try and predict the future, so they just decided to go whole hog and have fun with it. Yeah, why not? Uh, but I, I realized there's another example of that um, movie we haven't watched yet together, the original Blade Runner. It was made in 1982, but it takes place in the distant future year of November 2019. And that movie is also very stylized, but in a very dark, uh, neo-noir okay. style. It, it, it bears, if you kind of squint and cock your head, it still looks a lot like Back to the Future 2 in terms of like the hologram projections, the flying cars, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but because it's not as... Uh, in your face with the future fashions, it doesn't feel as dated, even though it takes place in the future eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of weird how I, I can't, like, 
uh, how dated Back to the Future is, and yet uh, a movie like Blade Runner isn't quite as dated yet. I th- well, I think that <clears throat> the fashion was one of the one of the gags. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and in something like Blade Runner, it's it's you know more utilitarian type clothing, and <clears throat> it's yeah. not it's not like. You don't watch the movie to see what kind of crazy fashions they're going to have. Well, there's yeah. a little bit of that element, but it's also still like, okay, there are people that dress like this now, but there's also people in Blade Runner that dress like it's the 1940s. Yeah. So it's this, it's a weird mishmash as opposed to everybody wearing, um, uh, well, yeah, the the 1980s uh, with the knob ripped off. Yeah. Uh, did anything? What? Well, that's another thing that occurred to me. Most of what people remember about Back to the Future Part Two is the 2015 sequence, but we spend less than a third of the movie ah. in the future. <clears throat> okay. Like I was looking at the timer. It's the the movie is an hour and forty eight minutes. It's about an hour forty without the credits, um, and we leave 2015 and go back to 1985 at minute like 35. Okay. So. And then we spend 15 minutes in the evil 1985A, and then the rest of it takes place in 1955, literally during the first movie. Right, Uh, right. Now, I was looking over at you during the the 1955 revisited parts, and you just looked delighted. (laughs) How did you feel about revisiting the first movie? Uh, Uh, I like the... um... Uh, the the dance when mm-hmm. they <clears throat> went to the dance and watching uh, um, um, Marty's dad, you know, alone. He's such a <clears throat> such a geek. Yeah. He's just bopping to the music and stuff. <clears throat> and um, there's there's a weird story with Crispin Glover there, but yeah, you know, and continue. just the people in the band, you know, the the band, you know, just uh, having seen it the week before, you know, yeah. um, it was just fun fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's, it's some neat scenes. You know, some clever stuff. Um, so Crispin Glover, the guy who played uh, George McFly, Marty's dad, in Back to the Future Part 1, um, this is one of those uh, few trilogies that after the wild, unprecedented, unprecedented success of the first movie, they decided to make the second two movies, all the second and third movies, both at the same time. So Back to the Future 2 and 3 were shot together and released less than a year apart. Mm. Same thing happened with uh, The Matrix and also the Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. trilogy. Lord of the Rings is a similar example, but all three of those were shot together all at once. And also they had a complete story to go off of to begin with because the books were written like 50 years beforehand. So that's a bit of an outlier example, but still. So... After the success of the first movie, Crispin Glover, uh, Marty's dad, decides that he's going to ask for a much larger pay raise. Mm. And the studio decides, <laughs> no. And their response was to almost completely write him out of the movie. If you notice, Marty, uh, uh, Marty's dad is barely in part two. That's true, yeah. And he's... <clears throat> Not in part three at all. So the bits you do see of Marty's dad in part two is archival footage from the first movie and a a fairly obvious body double in like a couple of the newer wide shots. But because they did not uh, uh, clear it with Crispin Glover's lawyers or his representative, whoever, 
Um, they did not pay him. They used his likeness illegally. Crispin Glover sued the bejesus out of Universal Studios. And now there is, and since then, there is a law in place that says if you're going to use archival footage of a star in a later movie, you have to pay that star. Like, okay. um, I was thinking about it. Uh, we saw Avengers Endgame together last year. Yes. Um, and you had a blast. Yeah, it's, that was fun. It's <laughs> So, I know Baby Yoda has kind of blown him out of the water, but when Groot came back, I was sitting... Baby, yeah, Groot, yay. Yeah, you were sitting, like, it was me, then Mom, and then you. And then, like, two seats down from me was a legitimate 10-year-old, like an actual child. And when Groot showed up during that big final portal sequence, spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen Endgame yet, it's been a year, what the hell are you doing? Um... Uh, as soon as Groot showed up, the little kid next to me was, like, very excited already. But then, from your end, I just hear, Groot, 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 Yay, Groot, yay, Groot. Oh, God, it's the best. Oh, God, it is the greatest. When we, when we eventually see, um, for the podcast, Rogue One, I have a similar story that I'm going to tell. But uh, <laughs> I want to see all big, giant, stupid movies like that with you from now right. on. Because it's such a banana You got it. But I realized... Um, while we were watching uh, Back to the Future Part 2, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe owes everything it is to Back to the Future Part 2. And in a way, Part 3, but specifically Part 2. At the end of Part 2, um, the movie ends to be concluded yes. in the big Back to the Future Part, and then it immediately cuts into a trailer for Back to the Future Part Exactly, 3. yeah. And it's, like, to me, it's flipping rapturous, because I'm like, oh my god, they've already got it in the can. We're gonna see it almost immediately. But every single Marvel movie is like that. Nowadays, you have to sit through the credits of every single movie, because there might be a thing where Samuel Jackson pops up at the end. Yeah. Because you just don't yeah. And it's all because Kevin Feige, the, the head of Marvel Studios, at a, you know, in 1990, when part three came out, he went to his local multiplex and saw a marathon of part one, part two, and the world premiere of part three wow. all at once. And now, every single time there's a Marvel movie, there's at least a 15-hour marathon wow. of hand-picked of the 20-odd Marvel movies that you can sit and watch. I have yet to partake in any of those because I work for a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot justify t using one of my sparse days off yeah, it's tempting. for a movie marathon. It's tempting. <clears throat> Not quite. Okay. I've seen, I've heard horror stories of people uh, um, uh, uh, peeing in water bottles for those things. I'm like, <laughs> come on, dudes. You don't have to see every bit of Edward Norton's Hulk. That's not worth the, the time yeah. and effort. It's pointless. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that you can skip of, like, the first two Thor movies, and, and uh, it's just not worth it. But um, I'm trying to remember, is that everything? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, little bits and pieces. Uh, this is the movie where they actually have to bust out a chalkboard to explain to you how the split timeline works. Yes, that was good. <laughs> um, and uh, weird, random things in newspapers that you see, like Nixon to seek fifth term. <laughs> yeah, in the evil alternate yeah, the 1985. Thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know if you noticed this, but did 
evil 1985 Biff remind you of any current, as of oh, May yeah, yeah, 2020, yeah. sitting yeah. U.S. president? Yeah. Because they directly based him on that. Yeah. Like, they stylized him right down to the gaudy, awful casino and the giant fake breasts on Leah Thompson. They, yes. They, they, oh, they predicted the future in a terrible way. Yeah, they did. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, it's not Nixon for a fifth term, but oh, my God. <laughs> what, did you have any thoughts about that, or? Uh... Um, yeah, I didn't make the connection until um, l- later after the movie. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, it, it does run pretty good. You it, know, you can see that. It, it's really the dark inversion of the, um, uh, tell me, future boy, who's president in 1985? Yeah. Ronald Reagan, the actor? The it's actor. a dark, dark yeah. version of that joke. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's, that's, I think that's all of my notes. Uh, I thought that would take longer to get through. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to? That uh, that guy that kept repeating. I think he took his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so clever. Yeah, that yeah. would that would be the move. That would be the part in the movie I would want. Oh, well, I think he took his wallet, and then turns to yeah. the camera. Oh, I think he took his wallet. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh that was God. funny. That guy, like right after uh, George McFly knocks out Biff in in Back to the Future Part Two, the movie we are talking about. Um, there's a guy that just constantly says, I think he took his wallet. Well, I that's think he took his wallet. When Marty had to, oh to take back the, uh, the sports, uh, the sports, the, the sports, sports book. Almanac, yeah. yeah, the almanac. Uh, just that guy had a face built for that part. It, it was, was perfect, one of those yeah. really weird shaped chins. Yeah. It's just, oh, it was excellent. I gotta, I should probably look that guy up to give him proper credit, but whatever. Anything else you want to talk about? No, it was fun. No. It was good, good movie. The, right. <clears throat> the, the fashions were stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some of the, you know, like we, like the hoverboard and the flying cars and stuff, you know. Oh, the hoverboard. Uh, <clears throat> people are always, uh, I don't know, they must be predict over predicting what the future is going to be. Like if we jumped 15, wait, like 85 to, uh, that would be what, 30 years in the future. Yeah. This is 20. So yeah. 2050, are we going to have flying cars and flying yeah, hoverboards exactly. and stuff? Like you've seen the way people drive on a two-dimensional surface yes i don't think adding a third dimension yeah. to that would would be yeah. anything good yeah that uh <clears throat> that was kind of curious uh, you know i was thinking okay well you're driving in the sky lane and you just get off and then w- where do you enter the street and you you know like <clears throat> it just well i guess they didn't have to explain it because it was the future and it wasn't real anyway so yeah yeah, they do pay a little bit of lip service to stuff like that, like the hover conversion and uh, um, uh, age re- reinvigoration. Um, you see early in the movie, like you you were asking me about it, uh, Doc peels his skin yes. off. So what that is is because Christopher Lloyd played Doc both 55 and 85 in the first movie, 85 Doc wears like old age makeup. And you can see, like, this kind of weird wrinkle effect on his neck where the skin meets the makeup. And they didn't want to bother with that the entire time they're shooting Back to the Future 2 and 3. So they say that he went a little further ahead and got, um, like, essentially a future facelift and stuff. So that's actually him peeling off his old age makeup. Yeah, I get it. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... 
All right. Uh, well, uh, we've kind of already got uh, the next week's movie lined up, Back to the Future Part 3. We saw a little bit of a preview for it uh, at the end of this movie. That was fun, it's, yeah. Uh, the Wild West. Yeah, the West, West the Wild West. I, That's like f- a, you know, like, uh, they could have come, picked any, uh, you know, I don't know, any <clears throat> any time right. in the past, and they picked the Wild West. I mean, they could have gone to, to ancient Rome. They could have gone, who knows, whatever. You they, know. they, <clears throat> they had so many different flipping <clears throat> ideas that they could do. They thought, why don't we just keep going? Like, we visited the 50s, let's do the 60s, and then the 70s, right. et, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I really love how it's almost a complete genre shift. Like, we do pretty straightforward nostalgia trip uh, um, in the first movie, we do a taste of the the this, the future, and then alternate history, and then a revisit of the second the the first movie in this movie, and then it's just a straight western. Yeah. In the third movie, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And it's my favorite of the three, and I'm super excited for it. Good. Mom has joined us. I have to go get that. Oh, okay. That's a lot of fun. Um, okay, Dad. Uh, you can well. Uh, you can find us at pod underscore Frank on Twitter. Please rate, review, and subscribe all across all platforms, wherever you podcasts are sold. Dad, if you want to take us out. Uh, don't forget, uh, we're all sitting around with masks on, but no pants, but masks. Um, it's not that kind of disease, so we do still need the mask. Um, yeah, pantsless and- is fine. And I would tell you to go out and do something with your life, but for right now, stay in and do something with your life you until go. we can go out and do something with your, with our lives. And if you believe that this is a hoax, well, then you're just dumb. Um, <laughs> just, you know, listen to the scientists because uh, many people have many opinions that are not scientists, and why the hell would you listen to them? Anyway, have a nice, good evening and a better tomorrow. being named after a complete butthead. He's a butthead just like his old man was. Just get in the car, butthead. Who you call it butthead, butthead? Hey, butthead! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?